2: At LuckyLandSlots.com,
1: available to players in the U.S. excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18+ plus terms and conditions apply.
0: The Cricket Badger Podcast, IPL Daily, in association with Moonrise Cricket, Indian Premier League 2020 13th edition, every day, every game, every spill, every fill, every triumph, all the way to the IPL trophy.
2: Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another Cricket Badger IPL daily podcast. And the IPL says, "Let us entertain you." And my word, over the first ten games of this competition, has it delivered? We've seen another absolute rip snorter today between the RCB and Mumbai Indians. Royal Challengers Bangalore getting home in. Guess what? The second super over of the tournament. We've had ten days. We've seen two super overs. We've seen the biggest chase yesterday in Sharjah. It just keeps on giving this IPL 2020 and to discuss today's game, just how excited we are about this competition. And then if we get time to look ahead to tomorrow's match, I am joined by Neil Varani and Daniel Kelly. Guys, thank you for coming on again today. We'll start with you, Neil. Wow. <laughs> that's that's a question. Wow. Fill in the gap.
1: I'd like to say um, I'm, I'm surprised, but... One, it's RCB who got chased down from seemingly uh, unlosable positions last year a lot. And two, Kyron Pollard did something not quite as amazing uh, in the CPL. But this IPL, it doesn't fail to deliver. It's been amazing to watch from day one
2: it really is i mean i'm i'm hoping they'd make an announcement in the next few days where they say this ipl is just going to carry on just just forever while covid's around we'll just carry on this ipl it's it's a rather welcome distraction daniel isn't it from the, the kind of the, the grim parts of life that we're all facing at the moment
0: yeah it's um been an unbelievable start i think um in terms of we've we've had 10 games and i think 6 mm. 7 of them have gone down to the last over yeah it's been unbelievable quality of cricket. We couldn't have asked for any more. I think the in, in these lockdown times, I think this is exactly what we need to give him on a bit of a lift. And it's just a reminder after a long while that the sport that we all love has, has got some magnificent characters in it and it's got the ability to, to bring people together.
2: Daniel, you're our, um, our kind of experiment on this podcast and let's do a little early tournament litmus test with you. We, we gave you a team in the Delhi Capitals who we'll talk about in a, in a little while uh, and we said, Daniel, take the Delhi Capitals, immerse yourself in this competition. You'd always kind of had it on in the backgrounds but never really got immersed in it. How are you finding this one?
0: I'm loving it. I I really am loving it. I'm I'm I'm
2: definitely fully immersed.
0: Um, I think I I had a little bit of time on my hands last week to to watch a few of the games in full, which I wouldn't normally be able to do thanks to working commitments. And I am fully immersed. I'm finding myself looking forward to games as much as I'm looking forward to watching Essex or England play. And I think that's a can't really say any more than that to be honest. It's, it's something that is um I'm I'm quickly taking to and getting invested in, and it's absolutely perfect.
2: And Neil. We've had 10 days of, like Daniel says, probably seven or eight of the games have been real, real classics in terms of T20. Yeah, sometimes I've said about T20 that it can be a little bit one-dimensional, but th- this IPL just keeps serving up games where it, it flips and flops from side to side and goes all the way. It's, it, we, can we sustain this?
1: I don't see why not. The one thing that I've been really impressed with is that it hasn't been a massive fest. Yeah, we've had some games which have been two 200- hundred. 20 plus, but a couple of great overs, even if it's still going for seven or eight runs from a bowler, can make the difference. And that's where we're really seeing the cream rise to
2: the top. Looking at the RCB's innings today, Dev Duck young prodigy, he was fantastic again, 54 from him, Aaron Finch, 52. And then we saw AB. Probably my favourite cricketer, I have to say. 55 not out from him, from 24 balls. He's just turned up and never seemed to get old. He's the Peter Pan of cricket, really, Neil. It was a a good performance from RCB, wasn't it? To put 201 on the board, They just kept on going and kept hitting the sixes towards the end.
1: Yeah, I thought it was uh, absolutely superb. They started off really well. Paddock has been talked of as a, a young prodigy, but how quickly he's managed to form a really good partnership with Aaron Finch. When Finch got out, the run rate did seem to slow down. Coley seems to be really quite scratchy at the moment. And there were two or three overs where there were only singles. But as soon as AB came in, then he got himself in, didn't take um, silly chances at the start. And then he was just hitting it like a beach ball and continued in that vein. Um, it helped Nurse um, Padigal to what must be his longest stay at the crease so far. And then when Dubay came in to um, uh, to join him for the last few overs, the two of them were able to go very big very quickly and put on 50-odd runs in the last three overs, which was almost unthinkable at one point.
2: Visit MoonriseSports.com or go to Moonrise Sports on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Moonrise Cricket, let's play. Daniel Mumbai Indians chasing 202. They found themselves after, uh, well nearly at the end of the 7th over. They were 39 for 3 when Quinton de Cock was out. At that stage, it looked like they had no chance whatsoever, despite the fact that we all know the firepower and perseverance that the Mumbai Indians have in this competition. But then Ishan Kishan, who is a player I've got a lot of time for, 99 from him from 58 balls. We saw the big tree trunk, Kieran Pollard, come out and smash a load of sixes towards the end in his 60 not out from 24. That that was some effort and four off the final ball as well to make sure they got into the super over. That was some effort from the Mumbai Indians, wasn't it?
0: It was really good to watch. Ishan Kishan, what a knock that was. 99, I was gutted to see him caught on the boundary. And and he didn't even get the chance to get the one in the, the super over either to get his 100 up. Yeah, magnificent partnership. Pollard again. He's in some serious nick. We saw him do it in that the CPL game, which Neil alluded to earlier on. This is a bit, you know, different level, different sort of quality of attack he, he's tonking around but he's 14 sixes between them, 250 strike rates for Kieran Pollard, is sort of what you come to expect from, from him, really. But I think Pollard's sort of got a reputation as being one of them players who sometimes his reputation in T20 sort of comes before his, his, his outcome, um, but definitely not this time. He's, he's proved his worth. And I think, yeah, that the last four-four some, took some serious now, especially after what happened for the ball the with, with Kishan going on the boundary, yeah?
2: I'm just looking at the Crick Info um, commentary, and it says Coley's uh, paragraph starts off with "I don't have any words because it was such a roller coaster," and then it's the longest paragraph of quotes you can ever see. So he, he obviously does have some words at the end of this game. But <laughs> Neil, going back to the going back to the super over, um, the bowlers. It was Jasper Bumrah, the greatest in this format, against Saney and, and Saini won, didn't he?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the the whole difference in the end was that Saini didn't make one major mistake. There was wide, there was four that seemed to squeeze under um, the boundary sweeper's at hand. But Bumrah made one mistake in bowling a bouncer with no fine leg. It, ju- it just seems a, a mortal sin to us in, in retrospect, especially when you fold it up with an inch-perfect yeah. Yorker.
2: Yeah, a well-executed, Jaspit bit Bumrah Yorker. Nobody gets that away, do they?
1: No, not at all. Not even AB. AB
2: could only isn't... slap
0: onto his own ankle. Sorry, just on the bumper, I'm guessing he got a bit greedy after he saw what it did to AB the ball before and he went, maybe, I'm, I'm surprised with Bumrah, but I can't just, it seemed as if sort of he, he let his emotions take over in the moment rather than sticking to what he does best, which is surprising
2: and um, something to to keep an eye on going forward. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, just on that, Daniel. Um, I I sometimes wonder about 2020 because it is a little bit of a lottery. There's obviously loads and loads of skin, skill involved, but with Bummer, as you say, they had that review. He was probably walking back to his mark, thinking the last thing AB is going to expect me to do now is to bowl a short ball again. He's going to be expecting the Yorker, so let's throw in another short ball. He got it a little bit too leg side. That was the only thing that went wrong. If if AB hadn't got anything on it, it would have been Bumrah the genius again, wouldn't it? There's very fine margins in T20. Yeah,
0: definitely. Like you say, I think with Bumrah, when you know what a magnificent Yorker bowler he is and probably the best in the game, I think um, that maybe he should have backed himself to, to go to what he does best. But yeah, like you say, it's an unpredictable game, isn't it? If he'd have bowled it and you know AB had hit it straight up in the air, we would be saying what a genius and what a brave move it was. So... It's it's them fine margins
2: again. Just uh, going kind of to recap the game, really. RCB getting home by the seat of their pants, but it's an important win, Neil, isn't it for Virat Kohli? He has he hasn't found form with the bat yet, but at least his RCB side are getting off to a good start in this competition. And we all know they can they can flip flop between very hot and very cold. But at the moment, they're kind of lukewarm, verging on the heating up, aren't they?
1: Yeah, Virat's not having a good tournament personally so far with the bat but i do think that his uh, his captaincy seems to have come on leaps and bounds i've been critical of uh, how he captains india in the past and rcb but in the game against sunrisers where they got a tiny opening and um, really put their foot down on um, on the sunrisers throat and today um, certainly early on and even just just keeping things um, as calm as as they could through the assault from Pollard and Kishan and then the super over. And you could see him him laughing through the game um, when the old Kohli would have been losing his head, going off at everyone. They'd in turn be getting very
2: nervous. Do you think that's a conscious decision from Virat Kohli? Because I've been very critical of his captaincy in the past. And, and one of the reasons I've been critical is his emotions tend to rule him. And you watch him captaining and he's kind of full of flexing his muscles. He's punching the air. He's, he's shouting at the sky and in this IPL, he just seems to have taken a step back from that. And as you said, there's a few times in this tournament where he's actually smirking to himself and laughing. I wonder if he's, if he's had a word with a psychologist and he's trying to just kind of keep himself on an even keel a little bit more.
1: I've, I've def- definitely noticed that when he, when he dropped a couple of catches of um, Kale Roll in the last game, uh, when I think it was Gikaret, um went for a, a catch, missed it, and the ball went for a four-off. Pollard early in his innings, which would have killed the game at that point. Um, He's applauded and he's not lost his cool. I think partly it's maturity um, as he's getting a bit older, Mm. but also who he's working with. With India, he's with Ravi Shastri, who's a very, very emotional, very loud guy. Working with Mike Hessen may help to temper that side a bit and, and calm him down a little
2: one final comment on this game, Daniel. When you are Virat Kohli, what what I do admire about him is he, he'll he go through the brick wall first, won't he? And he expects the other, rest of his team to follow. And despite the fact that he hasn't been in the best of nick so far in this tournament, he still was the first person to volunteer for the Super over and walk out there next to A.B. De Villiers. And if you are the Mumbai Indians and you see A.B. and Virat walking out, that's two pretty decent players that you're up against, isn't it?
0: Yeah, you've, you would um, run through brick walls for Virat, definitely. I think um, well, he got three off 11 balls, didn't he, in the in the full innings, and he's got five off his two in the super over, which is it's less than a run of ball if you sort of um, in, include both scores together. Yet he still played the absolute key part of winning the game in a really high-pressure situation. And that is what sets him apart from the rest, really. He's struggling. doesn't look like he can sort of buy a run in, at, at the minute. Um and then he he sort of when push comes to shove and it gets them real crunch moments he he wins in the game. I think just just going back slightly to the to the side of his game where he's um, looking a little bit more jovial and taking things in his stride a little bit more. I wonder if sometimes with Virat he's got the sort of under um, genius complex where he kind of expects everyone to be as good as Virat Kohli and it doesn't always work like that sometimes. And it's tricky to be a captain. You've seen that in in, in other sports really where. Uh, and and oh, cricket also as well. You go back to sort of the days of um, even someone like Ian Botham, who, who, who was a captain, and basically it boils down to to everyone else. Why can't you be Ian Botham? Do you know what I'm trying to say? You see that a lot um, with football
2: managers, don't you, where you, you've got one of the greatest footballers of all time that suddenly can't work out why his team aren't quite as good as he used to be
0: sort of diego maradona when he was a manager of argentina his team talk must must be hard to not be why can't you be diego maradona um sometimes like the two drop catches gives him a little bit of a reminder that you know it's a it's it's a hard business and everyone is everyone is definitely um fallible and he's no different and could just be a little bit of a wake-up call and that in conjunction with the with the different mindset he's he's working with with hesson could could prove the best thing the talent to doing, really. And he uh, he will come through this rough patch. There's no doubt he'll score. I wouldn't mind betting he'll, you know, this sort of, that win and that last ball triumph could lead to something. I wouldn't bet against him getting some runs in the next knock
2: it's possibly down to the nappy factor as well because he's expecting isn't he and or his lovely wife is so we wish him well with that too sometimes when when the babies are coming along you actually realize that runs aren't necessarily the be all and end all of anything so maybe that's where virat collie is a little bit mentally as well want to get your game the very best it can be the future of coaching But let's leave behind today's incredible encounter because I've got you two on for about five minutes left now because we, we've overrun a little bit looking back at the wonderfulness of the today's games and, and recent history in the IPL. Neil, you're on for the Sunrisers Hyderabad. They're your side. They've lost two games. They need to get themselves going because otherwise, they're going to find themselves, uh, you know, cast adrift at the bottom end of the uh, of the league. Uh, I suppose the one thing that's in SRH's favour is that everybody's beating each other and nobody's getting away from them.
1: I'm I'm not ready to throw in the towel just yet. Oh, it's a bit that early. Time that the IPL was in uh, in the Middle East. Um, Mumbai lost all their games. Um, in UAE and then uh, went on absolute rampage in uh, in the second half. And while I'm not saying we're going to do that, our team makeup is definitely more suited to the second half of the season. It's just about staying in touch. Don't get too far off. Um, do need to bounce back off the last game. Um, I think the first game, there were a lot of positives, but there are definite things that we need to correct from uh, the game against Calcutta.
2: Daniel, you're our Delhi Capitals fan. It was a team that we foisted upon you, but it seems to, well, in the early stages at least, it seems to have actually been a a, a nice stroke of luck for you because Delhi are doing rather nicely, aren't they? Two wins um, for them so far. They're the team that comes into this game with Sunrises with all the confidence.
0: Yeah, the team to beat, I'd say. I think they look the most well-rounded team in the competition Mm -hmm. so far from what we've seen. I think they look... I think with the ball, I think they look better than anyone at the minute. It would Be interesting to see they go how they go against the the Sunrisers with and their battens look a little bit fragile through the middle. I wouldn't mind betting that we might be a little bit more low as because both teams are you know sort of bowler bowler heavy. I say bowler heavy Delhi not really at the minute. Obviously with the the lineup at the top as well with the bat they're, they're well
2: rounded. But I think if Delhi bowl first, it'd be interesting to see if um, if uh, Sunrisers can. And put a score on the board I mean Rabada's been the star for me um, he's come in I mean so often not quite there in terms of fitness and misses games but the first two games if they're any kind of gauge he is bowling quickly he's bowling those Yorkers he's taking wickets towards the end of an innings and, and restricting teams in a competition where we're seeing a lot of them prosper in the last two or three overs he's taking wickets and stopping them doing that he's he's the major weapon for Delhi for me yeah definitely
0: Um. I think what we've seen so far, I read a stat on Crick um, Info a little while ago, he's taken two wickets in the last nine games he's played in the IPL, at least two wickets in every game. Yeah. Um, and he's the first bowler to ever do that. So I, I wouldn't bet against that, carrying on against the Sunrisers. And I think he, he's well backed up as well. I like Norkea. I think he, he's a great complement to KG. If you can see KG off, you've got Norkea sort of throwing his thunderbolts down as well. I think they're in
2: for a tough time, Sunrisers, tomorrow. Neil, tough time for your guys, as uh, <laughs> as Daniel says. Mind game's part of that, I think. But the uh, <laughs> y- you look at um, the strengths of Sunrisers, the Bairstow-Warner axis at the top of the order, Bhuvneshwar Kumar is leading the pace attack, and Rashid Khan with the spin. So far, they're not quite there, are they? They need to get those four key components firing, and then the rest of the team maybe follows.
1: Yeah, Rashid's had... This issue, which I think Bumrah has as well um, these days, that they're so good that teams are now happy just to play them out, lose maybe one wicket to them and uh, only only take 30 runs uh, off their four overs and then go after everyone else. And while he's going to continue to be economical, I'd like to see um, how he deals with the more defensive mindsets of the um, of the opposition. Yeah. Um, the fact that Afghanistan have played a bit of test cricket will hopefully bring that that experience to the fore. Mubinesh is um, another strange one where he was absolutely unbelievable, truly the Indian leader as far as wide ball bowling, up until about two years ago when he had uh, some injuries and he's never really seemed to recover. I'm hoping to see a lot more from him as well. Yeah, As for the batting, I think it's been much too conservative, Um, especially the last game. They Mm -hmm. really um, went way too slow between Pandey and Sahar. I could see the idea that they'd continue to be busy. They'd run a lot of ones and twos and then try to explode at the back end, but it really didn't happen that way. And to that, all I can say is just go for Bayliss. Be (laughs) 200 All out in seventeen overs. Um that'll also be a great way to combat Rivada and Norkir because they'll only end up bowling two or three overs of their spell. Neil saying
2: the go, go the full Bayliss. Come on, Sunrisers Hyderabad. Throw the full Bayliss at the Delhi Capitals tomorrow. Gentlemen, I'm gonna give you two final words. Give me your winning team for tomorrow. Daniel Delhi Capital. Neil
1: Sunrisers. The last game was just rope.
2: Hey, <laughs> uh, there's a the shock my my delhi capitals fan goes with delhi my sunrisers fan goes with sunrisers i actually fancy dc tomorrow i'm sorry neil i think that they are playing really nicely at the start of this competition and i've been really enjoying watching them and if this competition carries on like it is doing then well wow joys of this autumn in the uk joys all over the world for all everybody watching and listening to the IPL 2020 because it is started like a train and it is accelerating it's not showing any signs of stopping Neil and Daniel thank you very much for joining me today
1: thanks James thanks Dan good night everyone
2: yeah cheers
0: guys thank you very much see you
2: later and uh, thank you for tuning in get behind your teams whoever they are whatever shirts they're wearing in IPL 2020 you cannot fail to be impressed by the cricket we've seen over the first 10 games If the rest are anything like it, it's going to be a wonderful Indian Premier League this time around. We'll see you tomorrow.
0: Thanks for listening. Join us every day throughout IPL 2020. Follow us on Twitter at Cricket underscore Badger. Join in the fun. We'll see you again tomorrow.